Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Brutal. We are. We are brutal. We're truthful, but we're brutal. And it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, welcome to the program. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick show. Got a busy show coming up. Jim Jackson, the uh, Turner Sports NBA analyst, will recap what we saw last night. The Nets rolled the Celtics. Lakers beat the Suns. Mavs up 2-0 in the Clippers. We'll also check in with Clayton Kershaw, the Dodgers. Dodgers against the Astros last night. It was spirited. Kershaw pitched really well. He'll join us in the final hour of the program. Chris Sims from Pro Football Talk will tell you where he thinks Julio Jones wants to go, whether he'll end up in either one of those places remains to be seen. He'll join us coming up a little bit later on. We're part of the Fox Sports Radio lineup, iHeartRadio, nearly 400 cities around America carrying this program. And you can watch it. Streaming service is Peacock. Download the app. You can watch for free. Phone number is 877-3DP-SHOW. Operator Marvin is standing by. The tweets gathered by Mario. And if you'd like to email, good luck. They may find their way into my hands. Not quite sure, but uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Tonight, the Wizards at the 76ers, Hawks at the Knicks, and the Grizzlies at the Jazz. When we talk about super teams, we say things like the big three or the big two. We tend to forget how important the rest of the roster is. The Lakers couldn't have won the title last year if you didn't have role players stepping up. The Brooklyn Nets are a super team. They've got the big three, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Joe Harris had seven three-pointers last night. And the Nets over a Celtic team that doesn't have Jalen Brown, 
don't really stand a chance. Then you get contributions from Harris, Blake Griffin, Jeff Green. And if they get that, they're going to be tough to beat. Because we know that Durant and Irving, Harden can get hot on any given night. But if you have that strong supporting cast, that gives you that insurance policy if, let's say, two of the big three goes cold on a particular night. It's a formula that's worked through the first two games against Boston, could work all the way through the NBA Finals. And we're seeing this with the Clippers. Last night, Paul George, Kyrie Irving both played well. Once again, two of the great wing defenders in the NBA couldn't stop Luka Doncic. But Paul George, playoff P, said, don't worry, not yet. There's no level of concern. I mean, we, we just got to play our game. We got to play through this. Um, we gotta, we gotta incorporate our defense. Um, Luke is gonna get his touches. We just gotta do a better job defensively of just quieting everyone else. Well, they didn't do that because the Mavs shot 58% from the floor last night. And Luka Doncic has played eight playoff games, all against the Clippers. He's averaging about 32 points a game for those eight playoff games. Got to figure out a way to slow him down. This isn't a case of, uh, hey, let's shut down everybody else. You didn't do either one last night. But if you're shooting 53% from three-point range and you have two great wing defenders, I don't get it. I don't put all of this on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi had 41. You know, the supporting cast is just not strong. And some of the sign, they signed Luke Kennard to a $60 million, $70 million contract in the offseason. He hasn't played. He's, he's a healthy scratch. When Serge Ibaka is your big offseason acquisition, it's just you got to have a supporting cast. You know, the Lakers know this. The Nets know this. You got to have some people who can fill in, step up. And right now, the Clippers... I mean, Paul George is saying the right thing. Hey, he's trying to say, that's almost something you say in the locker room. Hey, let's not panic here. But outwardly, yes, you should be concerned. You just lost two games at home to the Dallas Mavericks. You wanted the Mavericks. Remember, you didn't want the Lakers. You wanted to get them in the, you know, not the second round, third round. Okay, you wanted this. This was your strategy. Well, stop being you know overly concerned about facing the Lakers and worry about stopping Luka Doncic and uh, his supporting cast, or it will be over quickly. And now the series goes to Dallas. The Lakers did what they were supposed to do. You win in Phoenix. Chris Paul's injury certainly played a role. Suns made it interesting late in the game. Anthony Davis did what I said this sounds like common sense. You got to get to the free throw line you got to force the issue here. He had 21 free throw attempts. I mean, this isn't, you know, some great strategy. You don't have to be a Zen master. It's just, you're the biggest guy on the floor. Get to the hoop. Get fouled. Shoot free throws. You're good at shooting free throws. Get them in foul trouble. DeAndre Ayton has played pretty well, both games. But without Chris Paul, or at least a... Substandard Chris Paul, Phoenix is not going to to win this series. He's that valuable to them. I mean, you know, keep that in mind. 
he might be a top five MVP candidate, and he was certainly limited last night. Anthony Davis has now scored at least 30 points in nine playoff games since joining the Lakers, the most of any player in the NBA. Kawhi, LeBron, and Harden are tied for second with eight. And they avoided going down 0-2 thanks to Anthony Davis's 34-point performance last night. Now I need a back-to-back performance. Now you have to come home and you know don't fall back to, hey, I got 16 points and nine rebounds. That's just not going to cut it. Now, now is when you this is where you can rest if you're able to put away the Phoenix Suns. If you come back home and you win these games. But it feels like there's always that inconsistency. And a lot of that is just this team getting back on the floor together and getting that rhythm. And you saw a little bit more of that last night. But it comes with Anthony Davis. As great as LeBron is, you're not winning the title without Anthony Davis being great. And we saw that in the bubble last year. McLovin, what's the poll question today? Okay, this is mean, but... Do you think if you ask Kawhi Leonard honestly, would he want a mulligan and stay in Toronto and never go to the Clippers? <laughs> I think he likes L.A., likes the lifestyle, wanted to go back home, got to play with Paul George. I think he would like a mulligan on some of the players that they were going to bring in in the offseason. I mean, imagine you go, hey, we got Luke Kennard. All right. Good shooter. Played at Duke. Got playoff Rondo. Remember? Playoff Rondo. Got uh, Patrick Beverly. He's the best. One of the Morris brothers. Okay. Like you're going, Serge Ibaka. Okay. There's nobody who's going, did you see who the Clippers got? Oh, my God. Did you see who they signed? I don't think there was one of those moments. Yeah, Paulie. Kawhi may like it. You know, you could you get to have June off. You had to work in June when you played for the Raptors. Uh, not this year, though. Yep. Not this year. No, not no, even close. No. What else do you have? Okay, Bob? another completely mean question. And this might be totally inappropriate. But if Chris Paul and the Suns go out in this round, mm. and Chris Paul is reaching the end just based on age, mm. will his career be a little bit disappointing because he never had any playoff success? No, I, I don't think it will be because I, th- I think he's better than people thought he was going to be. I mean, it's a wonderful story at Wake Forest, but you still weren't quite sure how good he was going to be in the pros. And he almost got traded to the Lakers. And you wonder what his career would have been like. And that was 10 years ago where the NBA stepped in because the NBA was running the team in New Orleans at the time. And they said, no, David Stern said, no, I'm not going to allow that trade to go through. He's not a guy who jumps high. He's not fast. I, I mean, just a smart basketball player, tough basketball player. But no, I, I, I wouldn't view it as a disappointment. Yeah, Paul. Do you think, I think Chris Paul is a free agent this summer. Play, he has a player option to be a free agent. Do you think a guy like him will be attractive to a team that's real close? They just wants to add that point guard. He could pick up another $30 million. He showed this year he's still got a, a good amount left. I thought he was going to go to the Lakers. Hmm. But I think he likes what they have in Phoenix. I think he likes his role there. And like he's a leader. I think he likes being that, that veteran leader. Um, I mean, he did it in Oklahoma City. They surprised everybody. It's like, you know, I thought you guys were tanking. Not with Chris Paul. 
but he certainly made a lot of money. If I career salary for Chris Paul, yeah. Uh, do you got any music for that? With I the do. all right, how about the career salary game for Chris Paul? Here's your host, Paulie. I might need a second here. Right. Might need a calculator. Yeah. With with your thunder, <laughs> he made thirty eight million. God. With the Suns, they're paying him forty one large. Uh, and he's got forty four coming next no! year. No. Forty four, and it's a player option. He could just say, "Sure, I'll stay." I think if it's forty four, <laughs> you're staying. Yeah, I think he's staying in Phoenix. Like I'm not paying Chris Paul more than forty four million. I'd stay in prison for forty four million. <laughs> uh, okay, closest to the whole Chris Paul. Total salary, including this year, not including next year, okay. 44. How many years? Oh, boy. I think 14. I may be a little low here. 14 years. Okay. 14 years. 15 seasons. 15 seasons. Can I ask what the lowest he made in a season? As a rook, he made $3.1 million. Okay. And then he went on to... He never got major paid until second half of his Clipper career. He how made about, up for it in a, in a hurry. How about I do 15 years averaging 18? How about 15 years <laughs> averaging 18, 19? Eight? Let's put it this way. He doesn't need the State Farm commercials. That's he just does gravy. Not. Okay. That's, that's tip money. Okay. How about 15 years he averages $18 million a year? Okay. Total number. Yeah. Chris Paul. Yeah. Whatever 15 times 18 is. You need to hire someone. Todd, you know what 15 times 18 is? I thought it was 270. Does that sound right? 270,000? Million? Because it would be 180, and double would be 360. So between those two, okay. it would be 270. So 270. I'm not, I'm not telling you that. 270 million, you're saying, so no, far? No, no, yeah. But I'm going to go 275 for Chris Paul. 15 years, averaging a little over $18 million a year. He's at the end of the season. He will have made three hundred million even in his pro career, and he's got another forty-four coming. In case things go bad with some investments. <laughs> uh, yes, McLovin. And like that's guaranteed forty-four. It's not yeah. like the NFL where they can pull the plug on. Yeah, that, right. Yeah, You're getting forty-four. What's it like though when you go from like, all right, this year I'm going to make forty-four million, and next year, oh, only seven. Okay. Well, when he retires, he's going to go from forty-four to. Zero. Yeah. Oh, like uh, so whatever network is going to hire me to do a basketball. Oh, that's good. What are yeah. you getting? Like, uh, oh, uh, two million, which is great money for everyone else in the world, unless you were just making forty-four million a year. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Chris Paul will make more money next year than Michael Jordan and Larry Bird made in their careers yeah. on the court. Yeah. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales, service, financial support crew. Mercedes-Benz Vans built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go that extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. What other poll questions, McLovin? Okay, Luca dominating. Yeah. Time for the 24 and under poll, who you building around. I know the recency bias is going to be all Luca, but a couple other players. Jason Tatum's 23. Luca's 22. Yeah. Devin Booker is an old 24. Yeah. Trey Young emerging on the scene, 22. And Zion is 20. Is there any... That's a runaway poll, right? Yeah, it's Luca. I mean, you might put even Giannis, 26. Jokic, 26. It's still Luca, right? 
Yeah, probably so. You know, Zion would get love just because of the excitement level. And, and you know, we haven't seen the ceiling. You know, I feel like I know what Luka can do. I don't know how much more he can do. It's just being consistent. And it's not one of those, he's not one of those players where you go, well, when he starts to slow down, like he's not fast now, but he's just a smart player. I like how Paul George goes, you know, Luka's good. No, Luka's great. Maybe that's part of the problem. Luka's not good. He's great. Then he went on, on to say, well, he's a special player. Yeah, he's great and a special player, and you should probably treat him that way. Yeah, Paul. Zion's not that far behind. At the same age in the second year, Zion's averaging 27 and 7. Luka was averaging 29 and 8. It's really close, numbers wise. Luka's got more stats, more threes, more assists. But Zion's only a point and a half behind him scoring. Well, he can score, but he's not going to shoot the three. No. Even rebound-wise, Luka is probably as good, if not better, rebounder and obviously a better passer. But, I mean, Luka's just a better all-around player. And Zion, if he gets that mid-range jumper, um, and he does have a nice shot, but it's a set shot. Zion, when he gets the ball, he does something with the ball right away, where Luka has the ball the whole time. Yeah, McLevin. To win in the playoffs, don't you need a guy like Luka who will handle the ball and create his own shot in crunch, crunch time, where Zion's yeah. never going to be that LeBron, Luka, ball handler type? Probably not, but he, he's still an explosive scorer. We know that. I, I know he plays some point guard, but it's a little different, though. Yeah, and with Luca, like Luca's got to improve his free throw shooting. If you have the ball, anybody who has the ball that amount of time, you just you got to be at least an eighty percent free throw shooter. You just do, and that's the problem with the Greg Freak. He has the ball, and he's not a good free throw shooter. Now LeBron is a spotty free throw shooter. There's certain guys that big situation they shoot better when there's more pressure there. But, yeah, that, those are concerns that I have with some of these younger players. You know, Ben Simmons, you have the ball all the time. you got to shoot free throws better. Yeah, Paul. I, I think Zion could be the guy at, with the ball at the end of the game where he makes the play. Barkley morphed into that. Like, his sec, like when he hit his prime, Barkley became the guy at the top of the key. Now, he'd take it to the lane and pull up and drive. He wasn't taking threes. But I, I think Zion could be exactly what Barkley was in his prime. Joe in Florida leads us off this morning. Joe, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan. How's it going, fellas? I is it just me or is it kind of obvious that the Clippers are just, that's just who they are? Whether it was Katino Mobley and Elton Brand <laughs> or it was Lob City, you know, they're just, it seems like a little gimmick of a, of a franchise to me. They're doing a lot of things to sell tickets, and it seems like that's just the always way they'll be. They're, they'll always be forever chasing the purple and gold. You guys have a great one. All right, thank you, Joe. Gus in Los Angeles. Hi, Gus. What's on your mind today? Good morning, Mrs. DP. We've got my Lakers winning, the Dodgers getting some revenge, the Clippers losing. It's a great day for L.A. sports. I will tell you that, Mr. Patrick. Great day. And it's got me feeling good today because, look, unfortunately, without Chris Paul, this series is over. There's no way that Chris Paul is coming back. Now it got me feeling a little confident to once again give the Dennis a redemption. I called in last season. I said the Lakers were going to do it. Nobody manned up. I'm calling again to see if anyone's got the stones to challenge me to a shower of shame. I'll gladly go to Santa Monica Beach, throw some sand and honey on me, 
Who wants them? Paulie? It's actually honey, then sand. You, if you do sand <laughs> and then throw honey, nothing actually happens. The sand just cascades down your body. Okay. You, nice. All right. All right. Gus, I knew what Gus was talking about. I've done about. this before. Uh, McLovin, are you sold on your uh, your nets? By the way, McLovin did guarantee the Lakers were going to win last night. I know. So I get to pick me Friday. Yeah, you I, do. I just prepared the menu. Okay. You're not going to like it. Okay. But... Uh, so what's the bet exactly? It's uh, Gus has the Lakers winning it all. You get every other team. Yeah, Seton. I'll take that. Okay. All right. There you go, Gus. Seton, Seton wants a piece of you. All right. There we go. Next time you boys are in Los Angeles, whoever wins, it goes down to Santa Monica Beach. All right. Well, we'll be out for the Super Bowl. Sounds good, boys. I'll see you then. You boys enjoy the week. All right, Gus. Thank you. Gus all fired up. I'm going to put sand on me, and then I'm going to put honey. <laughs> I can't wait to be in Santa Monica and uh, just, like, standing there and hearing, hey, I think you owe me something. And you're like, oh, there's Gus. Hey, Gus. Hey, I think you got to pay up on a bet. Yeah. Somebody's got a bucket of yeah. honey. <laughs> yeah. You got a uh, lunch pail full of sand. <laughs> uh, I think you got to put sand on, then the honey. No, no, Gus. It's the honey and then the sand. <laughs> And then it sticks on you a little bit. All right, let me take a break. Jim Jackson, former great NBA player, will join us coming up. Uh, we'll tell you where Julio Jones is hoping to end up. And Clayton Kershaw, Dodgers pitcher, pitched well last night against the Astros. What was that atmosphere like uh, against the, the, the Astros? Who There were a lot of Dodger fans who made the trip. Just to yell out, cheater. That's awesome. <laughs> some, do- some dude with like $2,000 net worth yeah, spent half of it. <laughs> a field trip. <laughs> hey, honey, I know where I want to go on vacation. Where's that? Houston. Why? The Dodgers are going to be there. We're going to yell at them. Well, how many of those players are still there? It doesn't matter. There's a couple of them. We're just going to yell. We're going to put it on the credit card, hon. We're going to Houston. Come on! Who's with me? Take a break. 21 after the hour. Dan Patrick Show. Finding it harder to keep up with the younger guys in the gym or the office? Not me. I take M-Drive, everyday supplement for guys who want to compete with guys 20 years younger and win. M-Drive gives you energy, strength, stamina. You can fight back, maintain your edge, no matter what your age is. The um, M-Drive is packed with clinically intested... Uh, tested ingredients, and gives you uh, the ability to burn more fat, stay lean, boost your drive there, and you can try it for yourself at mdrivedan.com. There's free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. mdrivedan.com. Or you can go to Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop, and you can pick up mdrive there. I've been using mdrive for a year now and keeps me on top of my game. Keeps me sharp. You can hear the energy in my voice. Yes, Todd. It's there. You always have that uh, way of doing that. Yes. Early in the morning. In fact, I surprised the big German yesterday late in the show, and he just shakes his head and he goes, I don't, how do you have all of this energy? I said, I don't know, but I do. And you come in skipping, which you don't see often these days. MDriveDan.com. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with MDrive. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Open to hear from Jim Jackson, Fox and Turner Sports NBA analyst, also Clippers analyst, 14-year NBA veteran. By the way, still room available for our 2022 calendar. We're going to put out the link on our social media channels as well as the newsletter. And you only get in if you have DP Show gear on. And we have a few dates left on the calendar where your picture is going to be. And uh, that, if that's your birth date, go ahead. You could be part of the calendar. We are uh, spending this entire week shooting famous, iconic album covers. And we got a few of them coming up today. We had fun yesterday. The last two days have been a lot of fun recreating some of these uh, iconic album covers. And uh, there are going to be some album covers that aren't going to make the cut. But uh, we'll probably include that in the outtakes here with uh, the calendar. But a lot of fun. And uh, that calendar will be available 
for uh, the Christmas holidays as uh, we usually do every year. This is our fourth year doing the calendar. Yeah, Paul. Do you guys remember the first album where you opened it and look, read what was on the back? And it was like an experience growing up. Was there one that stood out where like, this is something. The picture, the words, the notes. I remember my brother had albums. I, I, I couldn't afford the albums, but I re- remember he had Jimi Hendrix, had Creedence Clearwater Revival, and he had a Zeppelin album. And then I remember when he got Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. That kind of changed my life because I just remember going, what is this? And how did they come about going, this is what we wanted. These are the songs, you know, Time, Money. Uh, those were songs with that album. And that album stayed on the, uh, I think, top 100 chart for decades. I think it, it might be the longest the longest run for an album in history of staying on the top 100 chart. Yes. Yeah, there are some albums that you just have to own. Yeah. Right. And that that's one of them. Like Bob Marley Legend. It was a pretty much an album that everybody owned. I know it's a compilation of songs, but pretty much everybody had that. Uh, that Pink Floyd album. Same thing. Yes. Yeah, or uh, McLovin. It's funny. I was going to say Pink Floyd, The Wall. When I think of album, because I would sit there and read the notes. because The album like kind of told a story and I couldn't figure it all out. And it was so, there were so many notable songs, just like Dark Side of the Moon. I saw the Animals tour with uh, Pink Floyd, the album Animals, and they had these inflatable animals that just were floating around. Big pig. Yeah. And uh, that's another one of those albums where you're listening and you're going, what? The songs are 17 minutes long. There's, the album is an hour and a half and there's five songs on it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie. I, when I was a kid, I can remember, even though the band is somewhat hokey these days, but at the time, Kiss was really popular. Yeah. Early Kiss. And those album covers with the makeup, and, and they would show them, and they would never let let out who they are. And they embraced it. They were, it, I don't know if it holds up. I don't know if Kiss holds up, but it, it was really cool in, in, in the 70s. I remember my brother was part of the Kiss army, and I looked down upon my brother just because he liked Kiss, and I said, That's, they're not a real band. And I think at the time I said, they don't even play their own instruments, whether it was true or not. I just, I was trying to hurt my brother. And I said, you know, you've got to listen to the Stones or Zeppelin. I remember Sticky Fingers with uh, uh, the Rolling Stones. Did Andy Warhol design that album cover? I think so. I read that somewhere. Yeah, but it had a zipper. And I had one of my best friends, he had to sneak the album into his bedroom because his dad was not going to let him have an album where you had this guy torso and had his jeans where there's a zipper uh, on the cover. Yeah, see. Yeah, Polly brings up something that's really interesting, though, in that this, there's a whole generation now of people listening to music who don't know what that experience is like of opening up, yeah. uh, whether it was a CD or for me, it was cassettes when I was really young or a vinyl record and going through the liner notes oh, and seeing what for me, one way that I found out about new bands was to see who a band thanked. You know, and oh, you, okay. and then you would know, like, oh, these are all bands that I should probably check out, and you know, just the way the paper felt and smelt and all of that. And I, nobody has any idea anymore. And I remember going, and I would just buy in volume. After a while, when I had money, I would just go, and you'd come back with like, well, at the time you could spend money on an album, and it, and it wasn't a prohibitive cost, and you could go, I'm going to take a chance on this band, and uh, you know, so what if you didn't like the album? But, you know, back then you weren't able to get all these reviews with an album and uh, going out and purchase it. Sometimes you just go, yep, 
I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a chance on this. Yes, you. Well, you could look too at just the uh, label. What what albums a record label is putting out, and if you liked one band on that label, I would just buy all of the rest of them. And a lot of times they were terrible. They were awful, but that was the only way that you knew. Yeah. Oh, this is in that same sort of genre of music. Yeah, Paul. My my uncle had a lot of Beatles albums, and they were you know even at the time they were collectibles. And I would go into his little study there. I was probably eleven, you know, and I would try to put songs on that weren't the first song on the album, and I try to drop the uh, the needle, and then you're yeah. and he would go, "What's going on in there? What's going? On? What are you doing?" And I'm like trying to put it on. Yeah, I didn't understand how to put it on the right way. Yeah, you had to have a good sound system, and you you know had a big uh, Marantz oh. uh, <laughs> amplifier receiver, fifty watts per channel. Big Wolfer and Tweeter, man, I got it going, <laughs> cranking. I had a Phillips turntable, and I was living large. Trying to dial in the mids here. Oh, no, it was so good. <laughs> so good. Yes, McLovin. I did something that you probably hated. I got into KTEL albums a little later, the best of hits. No. I bet you kids have no idea what that is, but they would combine a bunch of singles. For true music people, that's, that's a no-go, right? I'm okay with it. I mean, at the time, though, I, uh, I wanted to buy the individual album. And then after a while, you'd go, well, why did I buy all of these albums when there's now the greatest hits album that came out? But, you know, I wanted the whole catalog with the Stones or the Who or Aerosmith, Zeppelin. Uh, I, I couldn't afford all the Beatles, but I had, I had quite a few of the Beatles, a uh, few Dylan. By the way, Bob Dylan just turned 80. And there, there's a, uh, the Rolling Thunder Review. Uh, they did a documentary on this with Bob Dylan. And uh, who was it? Scorsese? Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. But, but you had Dylan wearing white makeup in this documentary. And I, I always wondered, like, what was Dylan saying? Or what was he not saying? Or why was he doing this? And apparently he was inspired by the band Kiss to wear makeup. So Bob put on like this white foundation makeup on and he wore it. And I don't know if he ever answered it uh, to anybody until later on. Yeah. McLevin. That's unbelievable. So the, you know, the most critically acclaimed rock guy of all time and the least critically acclaimed (laughs) band of all time. But Dylan just turned 80. And I remember we were trying to get Bob Dylan on the show and I thought, you know what? I know he's a baseball fan. I think he grew up a St. Louis Cardinals fan. He's from Minnesota. And I thought, if we just say, hey, can we have Bob Dylan on? And we're only going to talk baseball. Could we get him on? That didn't work. But I thought, yeah, that's a good shot. It'd be fun to hear. And plus, I also heard a story that Bob Dylan got into the ring and sparred with Boom Boom Mancini, former, former champ. And I thought, okay, can we get Bob on? To talk boxing. Maybe if Bob's listening right now, if you know Bob, just send him a note. Say, we just want to talk sports. I mean, I won't bring up blood on the tracks. Oh, don't don't say you won't. Blonde on blonde. You shouldn't lie to Mr. Dillon. And the only time I saw Dillon was when he turned to Christianity and he did slow train a coming. And I remember going to this show, wasn't a big concert. People were yelling out, like a Rolling Stone! And Bob didn't play any hits. All he did is play the religious music. And he grew up Jewish, then he converted to Christianity, and he had this, and it's a wonderful album. 
you got to serve somebody. I mean, it, it's really well done. And he had great, great musicians who work with him. But Bob just played just that music. People yelling out, blood on the tracks, tangled up in blue. And he's like, idiot win. Nope. He's just going to play these songs. That's it. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Jim Jackson will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called The Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, The Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who've ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Marion on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Oh my God. The play. The play is called play. Of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Dodged across the line from right to left. Mavericks trying to play two for one. Luka off one foot from three. Oh, what a ridiculous shot. He was drifting to his left and just put it up because he was trying to play two for one. Courtesy of the Mavericks Radio Network. Luca has played eight career postseason games, all against the Clippers. He's averaging 32 points in those games, highest of any NBA player in the postseason since the uh, 2020 playoffs. Play of the day. Play of the day is uh, brought to you by M Drive, the supplement I take every day. Keeps you strong, lean, energized. Go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60 day money back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M Drive. He's Jim Jackson, 14 year NBA vet. He'll be on the call for the Hawks-Knicks tonight on TNT. Then he's got the Suns and Lakers game three tomorrow night also on TNT. Jim, thanks for joining us. Uh, your level of concern for the Clippers today is what? Uh, very high. <laughs> Damn, very high. You know, because I covered them all year. So it was a game earlier in the year where the, the Mavericks were up like 50 at halftime. And I say, well, you know, that's an anomaly happens one of those games now the Clippers weren't completely healthy but during the course of the year I mean Dallas just even last year in the bubble it was something about that Mavericks team when they matched up against Dallas I mean um when the Mavericks matched up against Clippers that kind of gave them a little fit and you can see it kind of showing up right now uh you know in this early series especially Dallas winning both on the road but you got big games from Paul George and big games from Kawhi Leonard Mm -hmm. That supporting cast is very suspect here. You know, and what's weird about it, Dan, is that during the course of the year, Nicholas Tatum really um, played well. Early in the year was, you know, Luke Kennard, who's not playing a lot because of matchups in this one. Um, Serge Ibaka not being back in the fold, I think, hurts a lot because that was a big component of what they did, the Clippers, with their, you know, dribble penetration, pick and pop if you help. You can pop Surge out, and he can knock in that three, which also kept the court spread. And that's not happening. So you combine that with the fact that Tim Hardaway Jr. is playing well. Porzingis is back in the lineup playing. You got Jalen Brunson, who's solid. And, of course, Luke is going to be Luke. I mean, you know what I mean? Luke has been successful against his Clipper team. Everything is trending towards the Mavericks from a matchup perspective. But, but again, you, you win a couple in Dallas, now it's an even series. But some things have to be changed. Level of concern you would have for the Phoenix Suns? Youth is the biggest thing, even with a Chris Paul. Okay? Now you're going back to L.A. And L.A. did their job. You know how it used to be said, Dan. You go in on the road. You just want to get one game, whether it's the first or second game. And you want to get make sure you got home court advantage now. And that's something now the Phoenix Suns, last year in the bubble, everything was great. It was isolated in the bubble. Now it's a little bit more pressure playing on the road. But I think Monty Williams, 
the way he got this team locked in. Even that Lakers game last night, okay, Lakers won it. But this thing was nipping tough. You know, it could have went in the balance of a shot here or there, defensive stop. Phoenix could be up 2-0. I just never know what I'm going to get from Anthony Davis. When he's great, it feels like the Lakers mm-hmm. are great. And when he's not, it doesn't feel like they're great. Do you feel that same what, what way when you watch him? Yeah, what do you think it is? What, your, what does your gut tell you? I think he he's some he doesn't pick his spots like you should take over the game. LeBron LeBron is able to do that, but he has to pick mm-hmm. his spots. Anthony Davis should be like, get me the ball. I and I said yesterday, get to the free throw line. Don't be shooting fadeaway jumpers. You know, you got Jay Crowder on you. Come on. Get to the hoop. Make them make them make plays on you. And then it feels like that opens up everything else for everybody else on the team. Now, did you notice at the beginning of the game, they made an emphasis to kind of really get yeah. AD started? I mean, I really get him. Now, he was more aggressive yesterday, you know, really looking for a shot. And I do think at times he settles for bailing his opponent out. But how many guys in the league also do that? I mean, it's it's a kind of a, a different mindset. The easy way out is to take a little jump shot instead of, you know, you know pounding and backing somebody in. Now, is that a fact that, you know, the spacing is not there at times, or, you know, it may be a double team coming and you're trying to avoid that. I don't know, but I know what AD and the Lakers, and I think your point is valid on this. LeBron can't go 38 minutes hmm. and kind of go. He just can't. I mean, he's not built like that, but but he is built in the playoffs for spurts on when he can pick, when he can go. AD has to be a guy that's constantly going. You know, and whether he's shooting or not, I think is not the point. It's how aggressive is he to attracting the defense to say, okay, we're going to have to help or do something. And then here comes, okay, shot over the top, or he then makes a play to one of his teammates. If I gave you the Lakers or the field in the West, who would you take? Oh. Dan, that's a tough one right there because the field is tough, man. You know, the field – now – if Donovan Mitchell being healthy, Murray being healthy, uh, I still got a hedge towards the Lakers because of LeBron. You know, you know, if there if there's a you tell me a matchup where you think the Lakers would really have problems. I think the Clippers match up with them well, but I don't know if, if they can get past no doubt. I think they match up with them well. Um, but but it's something about LeBron in these situations, you know. Do you think you'll ever pick against LeBron? It's hard. It's, that's like asking, do you, you ever think you could pick against Michael? You know what I mean? Because you, you knew it was something there. Even when they got down to Portland, when they played in Portland won, or they, played, they lost the first game to the Lakers, you know, back then you're like, hmm, maybe not Portland. I mean, the Lakers. It's just like, ah, there's something about Michael. How many times did you have that where you go, we're, we're facing a guy – and this isn't gonna this isn't gonna go well tonight. Like you you can't say it, but you're thinking it, and maybe yeah. every, all your teammates knew that this isn't gonna go well. But you know what though, Dan? Here's the thing: it's not so much the guy. Like you know that Luca is gonna get hit. Okay, you know that a LeBron is gonna be effective in different ways. You know, back in the day, Mike was gonna get it. What gets you is the X factors. Those are the guys that end up having, like Dorian Finney-Smith in that first game against the Clippers. You game plan 
to leave him open. Yeah. Okay? You game plan. That's yeah. your game plan. <laughs> and then he makes you pay for it. Yeah. Okay, how many times have we seen Robert Ori have big game? Yeah, Shaq and Kobe are going to get there at some point, even if they're not as effective. But it's always the other guys that end up having some kind of impact on the game. And then those are the ones that you worry about. You know, to me. You faced Michael, you faced Kobe, and you faced LeBron. Mm -hmm. Where do you rank them? I still have Mike number one. I mean, just for the sheer fact that Mike offensively and defensively, the way he attacked in multiple positions where you can put him, and he was very efficient. Now, LeBron is very efficient. But LeBron will take breaks during the game. And what I mean by breaks is he won't be as aggressive offensively. Okay. Mike was always like that. Kobe was like that. But Kobe would take some bad shots at times. Okay? So he can kind of bail you out on some things. But when he got going, he got going. LeBron is so methodical. And think about it, Dan. LeBron is so methodical in this thing. Again, the mindset is like magic. Okay, I'm going to beat you with this. And if I get it going from here, I'm fine. Now, would, 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 would Mike beat you from the three-point line back in the day? Uh, not really. But free throw line, he get to his spots, and he really didn't take bad shots. And that's the difference between – now, LeBron doesn't take bad, bad shots, but Mikey was something about him, man. It was – and I play, now I played against a young LeBron James, just preface that. I didn't play against this older one, okay, when he grew. But, man, it was something – and Kobe was something else too, his mindset, you know. Mindset was totally different. Any issues with the Nets if I gave you the Nets or the field in the East? Nope. (laughs) That that was quick. Nope. And the reason why is because it's kind of like Golden State. Remember, so when they had Durant, when he was there with Clay and Steph, more than likely two of the three are going to have a good game. Okay? And even if one is off, it's maybe they're five for 15, six for 18, but they still got 18 points. You know what I mean? And they had a – they got a real – I like Claxton. I like Joe Harris. Shaman, if he could – gets his shot going. I like Bruce Brown. Um, the question is, too, is like as you advance further, now that the three are together, and I said this before, they talked about the big three a lot, Dan, but they didn't talk about Steve Nash having the big three in in certain situations where now, hey, what plays am I going to be comfortable running that they're comfortable running because they haven't been together? You know, Steve is still learning. Yeah, and so are they, you know, just being on the floor at the same time. Yeah. Uh, we'll be watching tonight Hawks-Knicks at 7.30 Eastern, and then you got uh, Game 3 Lakers-Suns tomorrow night, also on TNT. Jim, thanks yeah. for uh, spending time with us, buddy. Anytime, Dan. Appreciate you, brother. That's uh, the great Jim Jackson, 14-year NBA vet. McLevin, did we settle on a poll question? We did not, but okay. I want to do – I hate to say it. Is it Nets or the field right now? We used to do Lakers or the field to feel like that a little bit? Or is this recency bias? No, I think it's a fair question because I, I'm not as sure about the Lakers this year as I was last year. But the Nets, it comes down to health. If, if everybody is able to play, then the Nets should win the championship. Those three and supporting cast should win. Trying to put this together, as LeBron found out in Miami, they didn't win the title that first year. Trying to get that cohesive feeling, and they haven't played what ten games together. 
The Nets are looking at this as a, we got three years, let's win three titles. That's their feeling. Coming up, where is Julio Jones headed? Chris Sims will tell you. And the Dodgers pitcher, Clayton Kershaw. Great performance last night. He'll join us coming up as well. Hope you'll stay with us. One hour in the books, two more to go. Dan Patrick Show. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.